What's up, y'all? You are listening to For the Artists, a podcast brought to you by Creative End Projects. I'm your host, Melissa Cherie. And of course, I'm excited because we have another feature. Okay, this woman that I'm bringing on is a queen in every sense of the word, okay? If you're watching, you can already see the bright lights. Okay, but let me not get carried away because I'm so excited to have this person on and I'm honored that I can call her my friend. She's bringing the heat, y'all, from South Carolina because that's where she's a native of. Um, Joy McAlvine is a commercial model actress, child play specialist, determined courage, perseverance, overcoming, and doing the impossible. All these are attributes that Joy knows well. Growing up, she always had a love for the entertainment world, even though when she was younger, her dreams were actually to play in the WNBA. Ooh, we're going to get into that. She attended the University of Southern Carolina Aiken and Layman Performing Arts College, where she fell in love with the stage. And I'm sure the, the stage fell in love with her. Her first play, How I Learned to Drive, earned her an Irene Ryan nomination. Oh my goodness. She is the producer of the six-time award-winning short film, Hands to the Sky directed by Kim Towns and this award-winning short film is about overcoming the impossible which you know we can get into I'm sure she does that every day uh, <laughs> it's an African-American family that overcomes tragedy and obstacles stemming from society's misconceptions about autism mm -hmm. which aired on Aspire TV Network Joy has appeared on the owns hit drama Queen Sugar mm -hmm. ABC's single parents Netflix comedy friends from college, Amazon's Bosch and the hit YouTube series, Paws, Raws and Giants. Okay, which earned, by the way, 11, okay, 11, not 10, but they was like, we gonna go ahead and get that 11 daytime Emmy nominations and two indie series awards for best supporting actress and best guest star. In 2020, she launched Joy is Everywhere, which is how we met, okay? She can talk about her amazing organization that just exudes her essence. Uh, it's, it's, she started to enrich a child's life through sustainable, joyful experiences that nurture mindfulness and empathy. She believes in creating a future in which everyone is connected to and inspired by joy through the values of creativity, joy, compassion, and fun. Limitless possibilities, that's what Joy says, okay? And she's very happy to be joining the Actors Play family. There's a lot of other things that you are doing, girl. We can't even get it all on paper. I had to shorten it a little bit, okay? But Joy, say hello to the people. Hello to the people. Hello, 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 everyone. Aw, thank you so much for having me, for inviting me. And when you read over all of that, you know, your bio, I just have to sit in a moment and just say, ah, it's been a wonderful journey. And of, of course the things pop up, it's like, I'm here. It's, it's like, and it's still going and it's still unfolding. And I'm still wowing myself every day because sometimes I'll be like, man, you sure I don't do this? I think I can do some more. But here we are. <laughs> I love that. You know what? You're living in the wow every day, like yeah. even still. Like that's amazing. 
Yeah. But you know what? That first of all, let's just Tell talk me. about let's just talk about your name, okay? Okay, because okay, we, okay, okay. No one can even say your name without even having joy bubble up. And look at that smile. I mean, it's so I know. it's so fitting. I know my <laughs> after a while, I know when I'm feeling good with something because I'll look at someone and I go, My cheeks are starting to hurt. That's when I'm like, it's good. Like, you know, people feel good like knowing something's good, whether they get goosebumps and, and I get those too but when I cheat start to hurt that's when I'd be like it's real good <laughs> now were you like this as a child or did you grow into your name like were you always just that little ball of like joy and energy I was and, like... always this little ball of joy just because I was my my original name is Jocelyn Sheree McElveen but my mom is Joyce and I'm Joy and so when I was to a little baby they just was like look at her she just lights up and my mom always said that I like had this smile like this bright baby and she just be like you just a joy and I'm like so I just stuck with it and I'll never forget that um growing up in South Carolina you know you go to church with your family and everything and I'll never forget this woman came up to me and she said baby what's your name I said well my name is joy and she said it sure is but do you know what your name means and I said no, ma'am. She said, one day you're going to know exactly what that means. And I would say now, today, I know what the joy means and what, because it came with just a responsibility, but it's almost not even a responsibility. It's just a calling. Mm. So my joy is my gift and it's it's bigger than me. So mm. I can't contain it. I it's It's up to me to spread it out. Yeah. And if I do that, then I'm selfish and I'm, I'm not one of those. So. Yes, we yeah. know you're not. <laughs> so tell me more about wanting to be in the WNBA. So from, a, from, I mean, was that from a little kid too? Were you just like always athletic? So before the WNBA, when I, when I started playing ball, I was six years old. That's when I first picked up a basketball. And prior to that, my mom was like, I want her to try everything. So she put me in ballet. She put me in tap. She put me in dance and all of those things. And they were fun. Mm -hmm. But I was like... Mm, I want to go do sports and so I remember picking up a basketball and I like started learning how to do it but at the time the WNBA wasn't around and so I used to tell my mom that I wanted to be in the NBA I said I'm gonna be one of the first female in the NBA and then they created the league the WNBA and I was like man and I wanted to do it but I just like <laughs> I like I wanted to play basketball with the boys I wanted to, that's how I felt like you get better because I wanted to be, if I felt like I could sustain with the boys, then when I got out there with the girls, I'm like, I'm, I'm, I'm in it. Yeah. So I wanted to play with the boys and then I ran track. I wanted to run with the boys. My mom said, listen here, you is going to be my little girl. <laughs> but yeah, it's always been mine, um, sports and just, just constantly being active. Just, you know, all those things and like was really competitive and my biggest supporter was my mom. And so whatever I said I wanted to do, she would find a way to make it possible. And I am grateful for the community and and how that came about. I am, um, my mom is a single parent, but um, in the military, she's a retired Sergeant Major. And mm -hmm. so the military was my family. So I always had a cheering squad. I always had like many different dads and moms and cousins and sisters that would come and support and I'm, yeah, that helped shape me. And I'm just really grateful for all of them that were like, well, we know little Joy, if she want to do it, we're going to find a way. So, yeah. 
<laughs> and you were just open to that. You were just open yeah. to all these. Because, you know, sometimes people have personalities, they have hangups, and they're not open to receive what, you know, miscellaneous, random, like maybe not blood-related people have to offer them. I just, yeah, I think, you know, if I think about it, there's always, there's always been um, a knowing like an inner voice, an inner, an inner, uh, now I know it's God's voice. Yeah. Um, and now I know like it's spirit speaking to me, but at the time I didn't growing up, I didn't know what that was, but it was like, I always knew that I knew something and like, mm -hmm. just to constantly question, like I was always one of those ones that questioned and always was like, no, I want to do it. No, you say no. Yes, I can. Um, how can I do that? Or mommy, um, I don't know, it came to me. I wanna, I mean, a story that reminds me right now that pops up is, I remember getting a letter when I was 14 or 15 years old that I had made it on this special basketball team. Mm -hmm. And this team was gonna get to play overseas. I was gonna get to represent the US. And I was like, how did I get this? Didn't really know how I was gonna do it. And I was like, mom, I wanna go. And we looked at it and I was like, man, it's expensive. I don't know. And all these things. And I was like, no, mom, it's like, I'm supposed to do this. And it's almost like when I know what I know and I put my mind to it, that's why one of my things is really determined. Like if I know, then it's going to happen. And so she was like, oh, well, here we go. So she did what she's been done in the past. She went to the, you know, went to the, our community. Mm -hmm. And they helped raise the money for me and the, the National Guard, South Carolina National Guard sent me. And so I went overseas, I played, I got to play um, in Italy and in um, different, uh, in Venice and Lake Como and Florence and all these what? things at 15. And wow. I'm representing all these other countries and I'm like, ah, yes. You know, but even on the flip side of all those knowings, there's things too where I would even question and be like, I remember I would have my talks with God and be like, I'm so young, but why am I experiencing such heavy stuff? Mm. Like this seems so big or this seems so heavy and like, why, why, why? But again, it comes to that thing. If you're, you know, what is it that they say? If you're giving something, there's a great responsibility that comes with it, like mm -hmm. the call. And so as high as I've been, I've experienced some really low lows too. And the, the parallel and how do you bounce back from it and, and, and move forward. Um, and through that, how I do that is again through community, but the power of prayer. And um, I appreciate that. Like my, my family taught me how to really sit down and, 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 and you know, talk it out. But it's been some low moments too. So I don't want it to be like, yes, joy and everything's great, wonderful, and da da da. <laughs> because I've had some of those really low, ugly moments too, where I've questioned a lot of things and even questioned if I wanted to be here. Mm. Um, and yeah, those moments, I'm grateful for them now too, because I can share about it and, and, and know that of true on the other side of it was, as they say, when I reached the mountaintop on the other side was, was glorious. But when you're in the valley, it don't feel good, mm -hmm. but those come the greatest rewards. And because I learned what my strength, I learned who I really can count on. I learned the power of who I am. And um, 
and all the, and did I pay attention to those tools that my mom gave me, you know, mm -hmm. and, and all of those things and they worked. I'm here. I'm able to come and share them with you and so, and, <laughs> and, the, and everyone else. So, yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. That's so deep because I was thinking as you were speaking about the knowing, right? Mm -hmm. And you being able to really understand at a young age that there was a voice, a God voice that was speaking to you. And as you were speaking, I was thinking, wow, so I wonder if she if she ever had, you know, any doubts, because it seemed like that voice was very clear to you at a young age. But I guess part of the human experience is, you know, you do go back and forth, it seems like between the knowing and the, well, do I really know? <laughs> yeah. And as we get and as I've gotten older, I've learned to I learned the vocabulary of how to name those those feelings and so nowadays i've learned that it was the imposter sim syndrome mm -hmm. or the unworthiness or the um you know before i started learning to do my work i would say um i was a a recovering perfectionist mm -hmm. because i you know recovering perfectionist who's moving from a place of proving mm -hmm. people pleasing and performing. Yes, I'm in the arts and all those things, but I had learned to mask. I had learned to to survive and how I needed to do, but not really surviving, but not really thriving from my true authentic self. I was thriving, you know, surviving from a place of, will this person really like me? Or um, can I do this? Or can I, uh, uh, and you get to do all that and that begin, I was exhausted. Mm -hmm. I exhausted myself of, of of just trying to do all those things. And then finally, I was like, I can't do it, you know? And I really had to begin to ask and say, okay, if, 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 if I know what I know to be true, mm -hmm. which I know that spirit and God loves me and that there is favor over me and I'm protected in love, then that means that all those gifts that people speak of, they do exist in me. But how do I find them? How do I access them so that I can move and believe in them when the next person don't? Yeah. And so then you start, you know, and you break it down and it's one day at a time. And even sitting before you today, I still have moments when I'm like, now I say I know, but do I really know? <laughs> but do I really know? Really know? <laughs> You know, it's like there is an anchor. It's like there mm -hmm. is an anchor in the soul, you know. Yes. And when you have that anchor, you might you might move around a little bit, but yes. you're not really going to go. You're not going to leave that spot because you're no. anchored. It's it's that's kind of what it's like. It is. It's the, it's the anchor. It's, uh, you know, on the ship, the ship will go out far and the anchor may pull a little bit and tug this way and all those. But if you are really silent and you're you're your foundation mm -hmm. and that's where I give all of my my credit to my my tribe to my friends to my mother to mm -hmm. my family to everyone who has helped shape my foundation that I know won't move mm -hmm. it may rock a little bit it may experience a little earthquake but we've set it up that it'll move with it yeah you know but it won't <laughs> shatter down so I'm um yeah, I, it's it's been a it's a journey. It still yeah. is, but I'm it's excited true. because now I have the tools that when it does get tough and when we do have those human experiences and 
and everything. And my word of this year that I speak about with everything, I think you and I even talked about this this word a lot and I'm spreading it wherever I go is grace. Mm-hmm. Grace, giving, giving myself, allowing myself permission to give myself grace, to mm-hmm. give the next person grace. Um, because it's something about that word and also the meaning of it, but when you say it, it just, it soothes. And it reminds yeah. you that you are the knowing of it. Mm-hmm. Grace. Uh, grace. <laughs> okay, now so. you're going to be saying it. <laughs> I'm going to be saying it. Okay, so we're going to get into some, some theater stuff. But yes, before we do, me. because mm-hmm. you have brought this up already multiple times, it, just in the time that we've been talking, I have to hang there for a minute. So as you talk about community and as you talk about your tribe and you've shouted out your mother and uh, mm-hmm. your friends and mm-hmm. you know military folk, all these people and how you were open to that i just want to i guess i'm just wondering how can somebody cause listen everybody does not have how can i phrase this it's not that everybody doesn't have community yeah. i would say that everybody doesn't take advantage of the opportunity to press into the community that is available to them Yep. Right. Yes. So I kind of want to talk about how, I mean, I guess how you got there. I mean, you said you were, it was kind of like that for you as a young person, but then as you moved into being older, being mm-hmm. able to make some more decisions for yourself, mm-hmm. I guess, independent of, mm-hmm. you know, a parental figure, your mom, mm-hmm. how did you choose to stay in community and find the community that has been giving you a source of foundation and strength? Just like with anything, like when I made the decision to move out to LA from the East Coast, I wasn't at home. I was in Instagram. I was living in New York before I moved to LA. Mm-hmm. So that means I came out here by myself. Um, and that means I had to build community. And just with anything, it's a trial and error. Like, and how I've been able to survive out here is trial and error. However, what it is, is knowing, number one, mm-hmm. who you are. Mm-hmm. You have to be self-aware of yourself. You, you gotta be self. So I knew what my, my quirks, my personality, what I bring to the table. Mm-hmm. Like that was already established and you have to do that when you're finding community. So you, because you don't want somebody to come in and shake, shake who you are and to tell you who they think you are. It's like, uh-uh. No, no, you're not gonna tell me. I'm already knowing who I am, and I'm I'm actually auditioning you to be my friend. Because I won't shoot to be my friend. You know what I mean? I passed. I passed the audition. You you (laughs) passed. Anyway, carry on. You just went in. But you do. You um. You you. It's a lot of trial and error, and it's a lot of um. And even in picking out. You learn how to be okay with being alone. Like even, you, you have to be okay with that. Mm-hmm. And I had to learn how to be by myself, learn how to, before you can find, that's what I say, before you can find anyone, ask yourself that question. Can you be your own best friend? Mm. Can you spend time with yourself? And do you like who you are in those moments? Mm-hmm. And when you have that awareness, there is something about the universe and spirit that and energy, however, vibrations, frequencies, whatever you want to call them, that mm-hmm. begins to move that is unexplainable. 
And when you begin to access that and you have awareness of it, you will draw in people and it'll be, you'll be so amazed. You'll be like, and you might meet them at the growth. I'd have met people at the grocery store, at the post office, at this mm-hmm. place or that place where I, I didn't even know, but because I've been so in tune with myself, that's what I'm attracting. The law of attraction is powerful. Mm-hmm. And so when I came out here, I was already like in a sense of like, yeah, I'm by myself. And I, yeah, and I experienced those loneliness and those times where I'm like, I'm lonely. I just want a friend or I do this. But then I just learned to fall back on it and say, it'll come. You Patience. Patience. Easier said than done. Yeah. It is easier said than done. Um, because we want things and we are living in a culture where we want instant gratification, instant mm. validation, instant success, instant, instant, instant. You know, like you just got, you, and it's, it's not like that. And so I've learned now that that there is quality more than quantity. Mm-hmm. You know, some when I first started, I had a whole group. I thought everybody was my friend. I was like, yeah, that's my friend. <laughs> and then something happened in the course of that. And I started to feel also another way to to decide who and how you find your community is. When you leave somebody, do you feel energized or do you feel depleted? Mm. You gotta ask those questions. Mm-hmm. You know, like I rem- you know, I know when I'm with you, when I left you, I was like, my cheeks hurt. <laughs> I feel good. Yeah. Like this is this is this is good. So I wanted to keep that around and and so those are the people. And then you just, when you get clear on what it is and what type, it all comes to you. I don't, it's almost, I don't, there isn't a playbook. There isn't a magic source of it. It's mm-hmm. just, it starts coming to you. You'll just be like, oh my God, I, I want people around that makes me feel good. I want someone that pours into my tank. That's what it has. If there, um, it has to be a lot of reciprocity mm-hmm. it, that it, it must be. So if yeah. you give, you must be able to receive too. Mm-hmm. And if you notice that you're giving more than you receive, and that's something that you got to take a look at because it will, if not, I ran into a part where I wasn't and I went through some health issues and mm-hmm. I learned and in that because always, which I tell people all the time is when you have health issues, you can go to the doctor and they'll tell you how to fix it that time. Mm-hmm. But if it keeps coming back, then you've got to ask yourself, what's the deeper root of it? Yeah. What's really behind it? And a lot of it comes because you just, you're just tired. You're tired. Your body just say, I'm tired. I'm tired of giving to Joe and Susie over here. And Susie and Joe ain't giving me nothing. <laughs> and so from there, you're just like, okay. And take your time with it. You know, and just go with it and keep trusting that the right people will come to you because you are in the right place. But before you ask all of that, make sure that you are okay with you. Yeah. Yeah, learn to be your own best friend first. Learn to be your own best friend. Uh huh. We'll start singing on here because we you, you know we will. <laughs> learn to be your own best friend. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, I want to ask you about your theater experience because you oh. found you found the stage a little like I'm not going to say late. But what were you in college when you found theater? Yeah, well, I've always, I found the actual theater late, but performing and storytelling, that was 
child. I grew up in the South where there's a big family and we have barbecues and cookouts. Uh-huh. And I loved the church. So I was a part of the church choir. I would do the church plays. I would do the school plays and mm-hmm. things like that. But it, but basketball was my first love. So I would do those things, but I still wanted to get back to, to the court. Mm-hmm. And then what happened and how that switched was when I got to college, um, I lost the love, and I want to say this because I lost the love for competing on that level. Because mm-hmm. when you're in college and you play a college sport, it's not just fun like it was before. It's a job. Mm-hmm. And so I was getting up at 5 a.m. and I was going to do this and that, and it wasn't making me feel good. So as I say that, that means that I've always been in touch with what makes joy feel good, whether I knew how to say it or to to really, you know, identify it. I always be like, mm, I didn't care for that. And I got to college and I lost the love for competing. And then I was told that I was going to be a red shirt. And what that means is I was able to practice and participate. But when it came down to games, I would have to sit out mm-hmm. and for someone who had been playing since she was young, I was like, sit down. I don't, do <laughs> I don't sit down. And I would just, and I remember questioning. I was like, I don't want to sit down. That, yeah, no. And I went to my mother and I said, mama, um, I don't think I want to do this no more. She said, now why, Joy? Because I said, I don't want to sit down. I ain't meant to sit down. <laughs> And she said, now, Joy, well, that's a decision that you have to make on your own. Mm-hmm. And so that was like my first truly life-changing um, decision because I knew that once I made this, mm-hmm. the order of my life was about to change. Didn't know how big, but I knew that I was about to take something that had been my big, you know, thing. Yeah. It was a shift. And then my minor was already theater. My minor was theater. My major was mass communications. I wanted to be in broadcast journalism. I wanted to come and tell you about the news, darling. Reporting live <laughs> in Channel 4. Someone over here done got shot up. <laughs> you better make the news, church. <laughs> oh, and then take a collection for the person oh, that got shot. Like, you know. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Um, And so then I was like, okay. And so I went, I, you know, was doing theater and they have at my school, they were called the university theater players. And I remember seeing a bulletin and, um, and it was like auditions, you know, the new season was starting (laughs) and, you know, I was like, you know what, well, um, I'm going to be fearless and and I'm going to go and audition. And my mama said, what you going to do? I said, I'm about to audition for a play now. Now I'm about to go to the play. And, and her and I had already, our dates, my mom would take me to to plays. When they would come to South mm-hmm. Carolina, that would be me and my mom dates. So I got to see all the Tyler Perry and Medea and everything when they was on the stage. And yeah. I, so I knew I always had a love for it. I just hadn't done it. And this was my, my opportunity to go out. Didn't know what was going to happen, but I was like, I'm going to go out. And they either going to like the joy or they ain't going to like the joy, but I'm going to go give it a try. Mm-hmm. And then I went out and as they say, I got bit by the actor bug. And like when I got on stage and I remember, yeah, my first show, How I Learned to Drive. I remember auditioning and the process of it. And I just remember like be- feeling so alive and I wanted to tell this story and I wanted 
to move. And I loved how I made people feel the emotions of empathy and compassion and, you know, all of these things and smile. And I'm like, oh, ooh, this is good. I want to stay here. And I just ran with it. And I hadn't looked back. And even the moments now when I don't feel like my career is moving fast enough or hadn't got the big break or, you know, you have to decide what is the big break or what is success to you and all that. I'm glad I get to have moments like this where I go back to the beginning and I get to say it was it was that feeling, it was that emotion, it was that excitement, the unknown mm-hmm. that I, I wanted to know more about. I wanted to jump yeah. and I jumped, yeah. yeah. Jumping, jumping. Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. Wow. Okay. So you've done the acting. Then you how you got into producing? So yes. So they're all tied. They're all tied together. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I've learned that in all business, in all facets of it, why not know it all? So that when someone speaks about something, you have the knowledge of it. whether you whether it's you are a master or expert at it, or if you're just like, I know my basics, but I know what I'm talking about, so you ain't gonna be able to get on over me. <laughs> I always say to everybody, know all of the roles or know something about it, because if someone asks you a question of it, you're able to move in and then you're able to speak on it. And so producing and television and, or like producing and acting and writing and collaborating, creative director, they all tie in. They're all under this big, beautiful umbrella. Yeah. It's just that some might, sometimes you have gifts that are stronger with it. I love people. I love to make them smile. I know that I can go and speak to people, that I can talk to people, that I can collab. Because I can be like, and that's truly how producing came. So it's almost like another gift that was inside me that I didn't even know I had. Mm-hmm. But um, I'm like, I'm currently... Um, like uh, speaking from you right now from I get that work I'm at the Jimmy Kimmel live show and it's such an amazing experience here and today like this today is just I'm just beaming because I got to also perform um my first comedy skit bit so it's gonna be on it's gonna be Ah! on so guys, if you're watching late night show tonight, yes. you're gonna see me in this comedy skit, you know, you with Starbucks. Um, so I'm really stoked about it. But how that came about and how this came is I've always wanted, you know, you this is where it is. Oh, it just came. I love my little aha moments that I get. Uh-huh. <laughs> if you have a desire and you write it down, you've you've done it. You've said it, you've written it down. And then you let it go and watch how the universe will bring it back to you. Mm-hmm. So I said producing. Now, I didn't really know what it is and all those things, but I learned that I had the quality of it. And I said producing. One of my friends allowed me to produce on the short film that you spoke about in my bio mm-hmm. and how that came about it because I was working with my friends. Mm-hmm. And if a friend needed something, I said, oh, you need a person for that? Now, hold on. And I go to my phone and I call that person. And then that person comes. So that's producing. I'm producing this, I'm bringing this so that we can get this big project together, you know, to bring it together. And it was, and it was wonderful and it did really well. And then I left that, left it out. And then last November, like all these things that have come with children, 
I used to run from kids, not in a bad <laughs> way, but like that's hard to believe. No, like, and what I mean that is, I ran from the gift because mm. I thought that if I worked with kids, then it made me less than, or that I would, or I would be missing out on my blessing because I wanted to be an actor. I wanted to do the producing. I wanted to do these things, and. You know, I, you know, with children, I was like, oh, that's my side hustle. I knew I could make kids laugh. You know, that's my hustle. Mm -hmm. And it, and it's been the most purposeful gift that I could ever imagine that I'm so grateful. I love my little ones. And once I got out of my own way with it, mm -hmm. all those other desires that I wanted the producing has opened the kids open the door so that i can let my light be shown wow that and so i've been talking about that and just saying that sometimes our paths were rerouted but it all leads to where god i speak of god where god wants you to go and producing came about it and that's how that jimmy show this is a story that i have to tell you how it came so last november <laughs> i was working with some kids and um whenever i work with kids i i sometimes i don't know who their parents are i don't go and ask them i don't right. be like now who your mama is <laughs> i show up and i say god you know tell me where you want me to go and do that and so i was working this party and I always have somebody kid that just falls in love with me. They become my best friend. So I leave and my mama would be like, well, tell me who was your best friend today? Mm -hmm. And so this particular party, I said, girl, this little girl, her name was Jane. And my mom said, well, who is Jane? I said, well, when I was there working um, and we were at a private ranch and we were on a farm. So I had 20 little kids on this farm. Now, how I'm talking to you is how I talk to these little kids. Now, they seven. I said, listen here. Coach Joy, don't want to lose nobody today. Mm -hmm. So I need you to go find a partner. So they find their little partners. And I said, we got to stick together because we don't want the camel or the elephant to come get us. Right. And just start laughing. And so the parents are like, who is this girl? And so this little girl came up to me and she said, Miss Joy, mom, I guess she had overheard her parents talking about me in one of the breaks or something. Mm -hmm. And she said, Miss Joy, my mama said she's going to call you. And I said, okay, Jane. You know, I just said, okay, Jane. Now I kind of brushed her off. I didn't think it was anything and whatever. And she said, uh-uh. Now when my mama says she's going to call you, that means you're going to be in my life for a very long time. Oh. <laughs> now that time I leaned back and I said, all right, Jane. <laughs> and so the other parents heard her and they said, do you know who Jane Perrin is? I said, no, but let me tell you, this little girl done blew me away already. They said, oh, you go find out. So the day kept going and we kept going. And then when we were done, at the end, her parents did approach me. Mm -hmm. And her parents said, who are you? And I said, well, I'm Joy. Well, they said, we do know that. <laughs> <laughs> that we do know. And they said, but you, we've watched you for two and a half hours do what you do, where you light up kids life and all these things and moving they said have you ever thought about television and all that and i said uh-huh now you guys know what my desires are and i said uh-huh plain and simple they said have you ever thought about producing uh-huh <laughs> they said well you know what give us your number 
And I looked at him and her parents were Jimmy Kimmel wow. and Molly Kimmel, who happened to be the executive producer of the show. Mm. And as they say, and the rest is history. And yes. here we are. And so it's about, yeah, leaning into it all. Leaning into it all. Joy, there are so many nuggets and gems that you are dropping today, okay? This is one of those where it's like on repeat. People just need to put this on repeat, listen to it again and again, let it get down, marinate, <laughs> resonate, season you up on the inside, and then you're going to be good to go. <laughs> Ooh, like, seriously. That's, that's going to be a good dish, honey. Ooh. It's a good dish, girl. You are dishing it out, okay? <laughs> well, I appreciate it. Like, wow, I just, I mean, from the minute I met you, you know, I already knew, like, you are, you are just, there's not even a word to describe you, really, because you're indescribable, but hopefully they can feel, I think they can, it's not a hopefully, I'm pretty sure that they can feel all of that, even in listening, or mm -hmm. I know they can see it from watching, but, yeah, um, I was going to ask you. Okay, yeah. because now you've written these things down. You yeah. have stopped running from, you know, you yeah. have many gifts, but you stopped running from that one gift that actually opened up the door yeah. for other the other desires to, you know, come. Mm -hmm. So you continue to like just kind of revision or re there was something that you said. And it just made me think of something that I've been kind of experiencing yeah. myself you know because it's mm -hmm. like we have dreams we have desires we have things that we want to see come about and I feel like there's something in the process where we have to continue to revisit those things to stay open to the possibility of those things coming or a shifting into maybe something else Am I, are you tracking you with me yeah and you said it perfectly which is ooh. You have to, for me, flexibility. And you have to let go of the thought of how you think it should be. Mm -hmm. Your plan. Yes. You can have a vision and you can write it down. And I can have all these things. I can go and paint this wall and tell you everything in my desire. But then I have to let it go because, and, and you have to trust that so it's good. about timing, mm -hmm. timing, alignment, and seasons. And knowing that in the works of it, your gifts will make room for you in whatever season that you're in. Mm -hmm. But even in that season, if you're not doing what you think you should be doing, you are doing what you're supposed to because it's still in alignment with where you're going. And, and in that, you have to, it's the let go of it and just know, I, I don't know where I'm going, but I'm on my way. Yes. And like, and so with, I've had to, I've had to, to allow that. And is that easy? No, because even with me sitting here where I am now, if you would have asked me just last year, any of these things, mm -hmm. um, would I, I didn't see it because yeah. I, I wanted to, you know, I, I thought I would be my, um, I would have my series regular already. Mm -hmm. I would be on my, my show. I wanted that or be in the movie or be there and look at where I am. Is it any less? Is it is it any grand or no? It's still beautiful. Yeah. And then I had to just let go because 
And I was, so here's a truth. As I say, a truth, when you say that it doesn't always go good, but you just have to trust. When I first got here, I was excited. Wow, wow, wow. And then there came a point, and I've only been here three months. I'm getting ready to go into my fourth, so it's still very new. Okay. But in the beginning, that was great. Then there was a weeks that came and I began to settle into this is my routine because this place I had to learn new time management. It's new structure. It's a schedule, something that I wasn't used to. I was used to like a type of freedom. Yeah. And I, I, I started to get really sad. Mm. I started to get really funky and I went through a period of low, like where I was, you know, we can call it depression or anxiety. I just, I just didn't know. And I didn't know how to communicate it because I didn't want God to think that I was ungrateful for what was given to me. Yeah. And so I began to suppress it. Mm -hmm. But when you suppress things, it'll come out in other ways if it need to. Mm -hmm. And it did. And I was suppressing instead of just asking and just beginning to talk to somebody and say, how do I make sense of this? I don't know, but I feel like I'm a little off or I feel like I'm, because I felt coming here that I was going backwards, that I was mm. behind. And all of that is a lie. Mm. So sometimes you have to rework the beliefs that you've said, because those beliefs are not true. And I had to say, no, that's, no, that's a lie. No, that's not right. And that's, you know what? And what really helped me was some, a friend of mine, which when you find your community, then you start to get little gems without like surprising. And a friend of mine sent me a video. Mm -hmm. The video come to find out wasn't even supposed to come to me, but it came to me. <laughs> and it happened to be of an actress that I admire and love, Nisi Nash. Mm -hmm. And she was speaking of her, she was giving her testimony and she was speaking to a bunch of young people mm -hmm. about her career and where she was. And I remember watching this video and I just started to be in awe. And I started to wail. Like mm. I started to have these tears fall down my eyes because I was like, oh, it was like she was speaking directly to me, even though she had done this a long time ago. It was like what I needed to hear. Mm -hmm. And when she said something, it clicked for me. She was doing a job and she thought it was going to be her big break, you know, and she thought it was grand. And if you don't know about acting, a lot of it is hurry up and wait. <laughs> was, right. You know, she was in the dressing room and she was practicing and da, 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 da. And something happened and then it didn't it didn't go the way that she thought. She was sad. She was upset. And so she came in a room and she's like, I had a moment with God. And, she, da, da, da. and I was like, oh, my God, I know what you're talking about, because I've just had this moment. Mm -hmm. I just started questioning, too. And then she said that the lead actress, something happened with her husband and she couldn't leave. And Nisi always would carry with her her Bible on set. She would take it with her everywhere. And I may not carry my Bible, but in my phone, I can go to the Bible app, I can go to a scripture, I can go to <laughs> something if I need something. There's a tool in it. And <sighs> I was listening to her. And so she said, you know, nobody could get to the lady. She didn't want to come out. She didn't want to do anything. And she said something in her spirit told her, said, let me go, let me try. So she took her Bible and she went and knocked on the door. Mm -hmm. And long story short, she went in there and she was able to reach the lady, something that no one else was. Mm. And when she switched, she came out and she said, I realized that I was on assignment. Mm. And those are the words that I needed to hear 
for everything. And so I take it back to the originally what you asked for. What do you do when your vision, when you have to rework it or whatever? Realize that in your vision and while you're on your way, God will place you on assignments mm -hmm. that are not what you may not understand, but it's an assignment mm -hmm. to get to where you need to be. Yeah. And so I looked at it in this way that I'm here at the Jimmy show on assignment. On assignment. And on assignment. <clears throat> and with that, once, I mean, even today talking to you, this clarity came a little while ago. And what did I get to do today? I got to act. Mm -hmm. I got to be, I got to be a character. I got to do these things mm -hmm. because I realized that I'm on assignment and my job is bigger than that. Mm -hmm. So once you release it, and be okay with the flexibility and the open of it and realize that in seasons, mm -hmm. gifts may change, but they're all still part of the grandiose destination. Yes! Okay, I know I need to be sensitive to your time, girl, okay? Yeah, but, I'm watching you. <laughs> but before we get off, we have to talk about joy is everywhere. Like, we have to, okay? Oh. So... And all the gifts and all the visioning. I mean, at what point did you realize that, oh, I got another assignment, and that is stop this organization, well, this movement? That assignment, you know, that assignment came when I called the pandemic and COVID the great equalizer. Mm -hmm. It was the great world equalizer because COVID didn't care, and it still doesn't. It doesn't care what color you are, how much money in your bank, <laughs> what you do or who you know. It will, it, it, it shut you down mm -hmm. so in the pandemic when the pandemic happened and the year that we were not moving mm -hmm. i was fortunate enough that i did the pandemic alone meaning like i the week i had a pod i got mm -hmm. i formed a pod with mm -hmm. my friends mm -hmm. and so on the weekends i would sneak off to my little pod and see my friends but during <laughs> the week was just with me yeah <laughs> And when the pandemic happened, I, when I realized that we weren't gonna go nowhere, like we, we here, mm -hmm. I started to ask different questions. And the question I asked in the beginning, so we got locked down on March 13th, child, I won't forget that day. Um, I asked the question, what would you have me do in this season, God? Mm -hmm. What would you have me do? And the thing was, do your work and all else will come. So I began to do my work. And what I mean by doing my work was I knew that I wanted to get a life coach. I wanted to talk a therapy. I wanted to do more, you know, that was a time when everybody was doing all these other things. And so I did, mm -hmm. and I got my life coach and I started working with my life coach and a life coach helped me take all of these things that I'm talking about with you because it's so grand. And if you don't narrow it down and fine tune it, I can get lost in it. Mm -hmm. And so they helped me to make sense of it. And I got clear on the vision of that season. And so I wrote it out. And I knew that in doing the work, I was like, okay, I know that I'm not going to lose my kids, but I don't really know what to do. And I, the year prior, I had started doing things on my own. I had got my own LLC and I said, I'll start with doing playdates with joy and playdates with joy was awesome. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, this is cool. And I was like, I like the people that I'm meeting mm -hmm. and doing, but there was always this thing inside of me where I was like, there's still somebody that's missing. Mm -hmm. There's still somebody that's not experiencing this because I was fortunate enough that I was with the kids that 
they're wealthy. You know, they come from parents with a lot of money. Mm-hmm. But what happens to the kids that don't have that, mm-hmm. that don't have the access to it? How do they know what joy is? And I just started asking the question, how can I get joy to them? Can I go visit over there? Can I go do this? Can I do that? And I started asking. And Melissa, I don't truly know. I remember in in my meditation, because I'm really big on meditating. That's my, I have my non-negotiable, my essential vitamins. Besides taking the vitamins, I have my essential vitamins to my health. And that is, I meditate. I like writing. I love getting out in nature. I love to dance and I love music, you know, to get that going. And so in one of my meditations, I started to ask and it was like, joy, joy is everywhere, take it. And it was almost like nonprofit. And I remember going to a friend and said, I don't know, I just got something the other day about joy is everywhere or something with the children or whatever. And it was almost like she knew what to say. She said, you know what, I have somebody to talk to, and that's Alicia, mm-hmm, that's mm-hmm. just to see if what you're even thinking and what your vision is makes sense that can be done. Yeah. And when I interviewed with Alicia, <laughs> Alicia, I will never forget when I was done talking to her, she said, it's been a long time since a vision has made me cry. And I said, oh. she said, your vision is so clear it was so clear mm. because there was nothing attached to it there was no performing there was no pleasing it was just a need that needed to be served where i was like how do i get joy to them over there yeah and then birth joys everywhere and which is this organization that is about creating and bringing children sustainable, joyful experiences through whatever it may be, because joy can be experienced. I experienced it just talking to you guys today through the arts, mm-hmm. through sports, through community, through fashion, through dance. Like, so that's what I want, you know, and I wanted to create this, this, this moment to do it. And I want other people to help me to spread it. So if a child, so if there's kids who's like, you know, Miss Joy, I've never been to a Broadway show before. Well, I want to take them to a Broadway show. Mm-hmm. And I want to gift them. And I want them to experience and see the arts because that's where my first joy came from was when my mom took me to those shows. Mm-hmm. Or when I go play in basketball and I'm like, oh, I get it in there. Or when someone decided just to say, hello, I see you. Because we all want to be seen. Mm-hmm. And I just want children to be seen and heard. Yes. All right. Joy is everywhere. Be on the lookout, y'all, because she coming for you with that joy. Okay. <laughs> and this I know because we collaborating on something too. <laughs> yes, we are, Queen. Yes, we are. Oh my oh. goodness. I feel like we could talk forever, but I know we could. We, we could. <laughs> That's the thing with you and I. I'm like like even the last time we together, I was like, oh my God, we just, it just goes by fast. Um, I am, I'm very grateful for this moment. I'm great. And I want to say that to you and say that I love your mission and what you do and how you inspire children and people to just the gift of talent and music and singing and just to the arts. And you remind me of my gift and thanks for allowing me to come onto your platform just to share a little bit of just my journey and how I'm still continuing it on it, but like 
it feels good to be able to pay homage and to say thank you to the ones that helped me to get here today. Mm-hmm. And I hope that, yeah, that your audience picks up something, takes something, put it in their little pocket and be like, I like that. That's going to work for me a little bit. I do believe they're going to pick up a lot because I have picked up a lot. So <laughs> I appreciate you coming on. Um, I mean, you're always saying something that resonates with me and where I'm at. <clears throat> confirmations things that make me go hmm you know mm-hmm. so you know I'm walking away from this like let me go get my journal because I need to write a few things down <laughs> that relate to the some things that I've been like pressing into and yeah. now it's like okay okay so yeah. yeah I mean thank you for being vulnerable for showing mm. up you know what I mean like you yeah. show up and um I'm definitely going to invite you to come back on again yes please do please do <laughs> this was fun i'm like this was like my first truly child this was my first podcast like you know I... i've done zooms and stuff but this is this is different you ready like now it. i don't broke yeah, you in i don't broke you in watch the doors open okay I'm a pro. I'm a pro. I'm a but you pro. can be like um but it started with yes, <laughs> okay but real quick if people yes. want to be able to connect with you yeah. beyond listening to this podcast, where where should they go to find? Okay. Dwight? I am on Instagram mm-hmm. and my Instagram is at joy, J-O-Y dot McElveen, which is M-C-E-L-V-E-E-N. And my organization is on there too, which is at Joy is everywhere, I-N-C. So that's there. And if you're on Facebook, you can find me there too. But Facebook is my whole name and that's more family. But I'll say Jocelyn McElveen because some people will be like, found you. But, um, <laughs> but yes, um, and you can check out the website, um, joyis-everywhere.org to learn more about what I'm doing with my organization and to keep up with what you and I have coming. And um, yeah, I look forward to hearing from everybody. Yes, y'all. Mm. <sighs> All right. Well, All right, my this is not goodbye, but this is until the next time. Until the next time. Yeah. So I'm mm. going to go ahead and wrap it up. Okay? okay. And let everybody know that once again, you have been listening to For the Artist, which is a podcast brought to you by Creative and Projects. Shameless plug. That is, we are a 501c3 tax exempt organization. So, you know what? Make a donation, support the artist. Today, we've been speaking to Joy McElveen. Woo! She is a powerhouse for real, y'all. Like I said, you're going to listen to this again. But until next week, y'all already know what it is. Keep creating from the inside out. Peace. When was the last time you did something good? I mean, something really good with your money. (laughs) I want to invite you to do some good by making a tax deductible donation to Creative M Projects. We are helping artists to develop from the inside out and we could use your support and your donation. So you know what to do. Go to the website www.creativeandprojects.org and make a donation in any amount today. Keep creating y'all.